It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. Oh, what an incredibly joyous day it is. This is not your usual grape encounter because I get to do something today that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm going to take you along, not just for the ride, and we're going to start having some real fun, and I hope that you're going to walk away from this little session that we're doing with some motivation and some information that will be life-changing. Now, when it comes to life-changing, there is one person who just absolutely gets me so enthused about reaching out and doing things that I might not have otherwise done. He's Mr. Motivation for me. He's one of my dearest friends. He's one of the greatest guys in the wine business for sure and just just a terrific human being. He is the sommelier to the stars. It is Chris Sawyer and Chris. God, I love you, man. Well, thanks, David. Uh, it's so nice to be on the show and um, you know how much I, I enjoy hanging out with you, sharing great wines, sharing great uh, discussion. And I, I feel like you've said some good things there already to start off this show because, uh, you know, hey, it's 2021, everyone, and uh, it's a lot different than 2020 was. It was a terrible year, that 2020. But the fact is that uh, we are, here we go, uh, we are into something now in 2021 that is uh, an experience uh, waiting to happen for all of us. And I feel like, David, when you called me and, and said, hey, Chris, I've got a cool idea for this show to talk about and going beyond what we experienced, obviously, in 2020, but also what, what what's out there for us? to to really explore well i want to call it what it really is it's a reboot and it just really means that we've been kind of playing it by ear for a long time adapting making it up as we go along but now it is really time to plan and i must tell you that i am i am so thrilled and this isn't a political statement i am just so thrilled that whatever is causing these vaccines to get out there so quickly, things are moving fast in the right direction because it means that we don't have to spend much more time sitting here and talking about you know how to kind of make do. 
And I said something to you uh, about this the other day, about this idea of making do, and you came back with something that I just thought was so profound, and I actually really thought about it a lot. What you said was that we have learned a lot, and we have gotten a lot out of this experience, and I just would love for you to elaborate on what the takeaway should be for all of us. You know, I think that uh, it starts with just our circumstance. Uh, when the the whole lockdown started, I had just finished my fifth wine competition of 2020. Uh, it was on Friday the 13th of March. And, you know, to be really honest, last year was looking really good, I thought. Yeah. And um, it just ended abruptly. And here we go into the circumstance where we're all locked down in our houses uh, for a, quite a, a spell there. And in fact, it was about a, almost a three month period. But, you know, it made me um, realize that, you know, A, finding out more about myself and finding out more about people who you just said, you know what, I haven't talked to them for a long time. Yes. I'm going to call them. Yes. And also, I think as far as a culinary thing goes, didn't everyone become more of a chef last year? I feel like I did because I had no other options. I had to really sit there and make my own food for my family and to really get into these cookbooks that I hadn't explored for so long. And I think that the other part, uh, and you know, David, you were one of the first people I had over to my house because you yeah. were up here and you were coming up to Napa Valley. And I said, we'll stop by my house in Sonoma County. And, um, you know, to have you outside, you know, outside the house, be able to do a little barbecue for you, have our distance and be safe about it. But, you know, I, I felt like sharing wine with everyone that I did come in contact was more important than ever. And even pulling bottles out of my cellar, which I'm sitting in right now, you know, I was able to explore things that, you know, who knows when I would have had this time to do that. I don't think I would have. And I was able to do projects around the house, too, that really have benefited my family as, as well. So I feel like sometimes doing that whole, there's spring cleaning. Well, 2020 was spring cleaning. The whole entire year was spring cleaning. But I feel like we did a good job. And I think that these kinds of exploring wines and sensory experiences of trying new kinds of food and, and just trying things outside the box were was a really actually a fun experience for me. And I really tried to make the best of it last year. Well, I want to just chime in about that dinner that we did together because at the point that we did that, we were now pretty well into the COVID circumstances, but I, I was up for just a really quick and sort of low-profile trip to Napa, and then you invited me over for dinner, and I must tell you, it was actually one of the most memorable dinners of my entire life, and here's why. Because you live in this old farmhouse. I don't know how old it is, but it's old, and it's sitting out- 1885. Yeah, right, and it's sitting out in the middle of farmland and you know you had a dinner table set up just outside in harmony with nature and it was such a beautiful experience you have an amazing wife an amazing son who was so entertaining for me <laughs> and i i really felt like i was transported back to the late 1800s it was easy for me to comprehend just how life was like and i commend you because and your family for being able to exist in that space and to not try to drag 
the 2020s into a past era, but to just go there and be a part of it and live life that way, that was a huge eye-opener for me. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. And, and you know, just having you over was a big deal. And, and I have continued to redo my yard, I should say. It's not done. But um, just because of that experience I had with you, is no way. I, I needed to get some more people over here. And, and that was the right thing to do just because I needed to make more space for people outside in the yard and to share wines with them and to share food with them and to appreciate what we do have. And I feel like that's, once again, is a, a reason for, you know, when you called me and said, you know, I've got a different idea to, to do this show on, Chris, and I was very happy that you called me, of all people. So so we'll, we're going to take a little break here now, Chris, and we're going to continue just a little bit on the subject of what it is that we should take away from the last year and, and how to use that in a very positive way. I want to look at the opportunities that are out there now that everybody should be planning their life around. And I'm talking about places to go, wines to drink, experiences that we can have right now, or at least certainly in the next few months that are different than the same old, same old. All right, so we're talking to Chris Sawyer, Christopher Sawyer, for the more sophisticated among you. He is known as the sommelier to the stars. I didn't even get into the fact that, uh, apart from the fact that he's an acclaimed wine judge, uh, an amazing sommelier, he also rubs elbows with the most rich and famous amongst us but also is one of the most down-to-earth and lovely people I've ever met. It has not soiled him in any way. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that particular aspect of your life and your job. Sound fair when we come back? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back with more Grape Encounters. And my dear, just love him dearly friend, Chris Sawyer. We'll be back right after this. Many wine enthusiasts describe wine as a kind of time machine that can transport you to the place and time it was created without leaving home. Whether you're sipping a Sangiovese from Italy or a German Riesling, tasting is traveling. That being said, Total Wine & More is like the world's biggest airport. With more than 8,000 wines from every corner of the world in their stores, you can be incredibly adventurous and savor every journey. Plus, you can do all of your shopping online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order at your local store or curbside for the ultimate in safe shopping. There's always more in store at Total Wine and More. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out simply because a small minority of well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at grapeencounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you. 
and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at grapeencounters.com. With Grape Encounters Radio and a question to you all, what did you become exceedingly good at in the last year? My guest is Christopher Sawyer, sommelier to the stars, and he's a real major foodie. And this is something that, Chris, you said to me a couple of nights ago that this whole experience of being sequestered really honed your chefing skills. Tell me about some of the things that you made and, and how much time you committed to that. Well, you know, um, I, we have a son who's 11 years old and, and kind of teaching him the skills of being in the kitchen was a real great experience for me. You know, we um, we just recently made some um, garlic bread. I'd never really made it with him. And um, it was like a whole loaf. I got back to the table. It was almost all gone uh, just <laughs> exactly then. Um, but, you know, we made meatballs and crazy things like that that I haven't made in years. But, you know, he he's such a great receptive kid. We even we still have the acorns up there, but we were going to make some, you know, some acorn mush um, to figure out what to do with that. Put a bunch of spices in there and everything. But we collected the acorns together. Um, So, you know, there were a lot of things that he got to experience, you know, besides just food. We got to watch movies. He watched five James Bond movies. So, you know, there's a lot of things as far as. You know, kind of being social when you could be social. And that's definitely with our son, Rupert. Um, But, you know, I think that getting back to the wine thing, too, you know, it made me very excited about getting out when I could get out. And I'm very um, happy to say that next week I will be going outside the state for the first time since um, basically January of 2020 when I went to judge the American Fine Wine Competition in Miami was the last time I have been outside the state. I'm very excited about getting on the road a little bit this year and, and I think that I think all of us are. I mean, you you get um, a little claustrophobic too um, and I think that that's one of the reasons that so many people have been out walking more than they, uh, you know, a lot of people have. Yeah. I have a friend that works for our REI and he really uh, takes care of the bike part. He, he might be the most important worker there because you know how many bikes were sold last year? I, I have no idea, but I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I, I wanted to just comment that for the first, I think, four months at least that I was uh, sequestered, locked down. I don't have a wife or children. And there was one day when I was staring at a TV set that had not been turned on for months. And I said, shame on me. I, you know, what an opportunity to be watching documentaries. What an opportunity to watch, you know, cooking shows and learning and absorbing. And what did I do? I sat there for a lot of the time feeling sorry for myself. And I had to really kick myself in the butt and stop doing that. And then, oh gosh, it was instant pot heaven. It was sous vide 
every night practically, I was getting into my my really fun kitchen gadgets and just cooking up a storm. And by the way, last night I made this pork shoulder with cabbage and potatoes and this incredible gravy that I, I made in the Instant Pot. And it was just for me. Nice. And I shared a little bit with Henry. That's my dog. And it was yeah, like I was just sitting there going, God, this is so delicious. And I think that in general, if there's any lesson that we need to learn in our lives, and it doesn't take a COVID to teach us this, it's that we got to stop wasting time. You know, in the in the old days when people lived a hundred years ago in your farmhouse, I guarantee you they were making everything from scratch, and they were they yep. were they were much craftier than we are today. I mean, I, I, I thought about Little House on the Prairie more than I have in years this past year, just because how do you survive? You know, what, how much do you buy as far as your supplies and everything? So, you know, but, you know, like last night for um, St. Patty's Day, we had a really old bottle of Pinot Gris that I had from from Alsace, and it was a it was a 2000 vintage. Yeah. So it was 21 years old. And you know what? She loved it. And when I go up to Oregon next week, I will definitely be focused on getting some Oregon Rieslings because oh, I think so for good. those yeah. of you that really like white wines, um, Oregon, you know, besides Pinot Noir, there's something else up there. And it's always been there, to be really honest. At one point, it was about a third of the production of Oregon before the Pinot movement came on. About a third of it was actually Riesling. And you remember back in the 70s, Riesling was very big and it was sweeter styles. These are drier styles, but you can find uh, dessert wines up there too. So, you know, I think that the Alsatian style uh, wines are really something that people like aromatic wines, um, like Sauvignon Blanc, this is something that you could go into and really find some new uh, things to really dive into and, and, and fall in love with. And that is these kinds of aromatic wines. And, you know, here in Sonoma County, uh, right up above us is Anderson Valley, which is in Mendocino County. And, right. you know, I fell in love with those kinds of wines there. Obviously, I've been to Germany a few times and, and Alsace. But, you know, when you really get into this, these are the kinds of wines that really are exciting. And especially as we get into spring and, and summer months, you want something that's kind of refreshing. You don't want a big, heavy, oaky, buttery. I mean, hey, when we do that in wintertime and we're having nice mushroom bisque, Sure. Give me some of that stuff. But right now, what are we looking at moving forward into right. 2021 is lighter, refreshing kinds of wine. So th this is something that I discovered about myself in the past, really just like three or four months. I realized one day that I was drinking an abundance of white wines. And that's even in the summertime, that's not typically the case. I love white wine. Don't get me wrong, but I still always drink more red. And I think that the opportunities for discovery are particularly interesting in the world of white wines. There are so many amazing white wines out there. And it's so sad that we tend to think of like two wines, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. And we forget that there are yeah. all these amazing, amazing wines out there. And I'm going to just urge you, everyone, to, you know, whether you're buying your wines online or you're ordering them from, from our friends at Total Wine and More, there are so many interesting white wines. And I can almost guarantee this. And Chris, you're going to probably say this is very irresponsible of me. But I can almost guarantee <laughs> that if you go 
online and you seek out something white that you've never heard of before. You've never, ever heard of it. You don't read the review, nothing. You just buy it from a reliable source. You're going to love it. I think that white wine is a lot more forgiving and it's harder to find a stinker white wine than it is a red wine. Do you agree? I do, and I, I really love judging competition. And we got Rieslings, and we got Chenin Blanc, and we got some things like that. And they really make me excited about really where we're going. If you go to Italy, everyone, you know, there, yes, there's Sangiovese and there's Barbera. But to be really honest, there's way more white grape varieties growing in, in yeah. Italy than there are reds. So, yeah. I mean, how do you think those guys eat and drink all the time? They explore new kinds of flavors and they're so good. And I think that really our sensory experiences really kind of for what we do with white wines is so great. These moments are waiting out there for people to have, especially with white wines. Christopher Sawyer is my guest today and we're going to take a little breather here because we've got to recharge him. He threw so many, so much energy into that last segment and we'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Fling into spring at Total Wine & More, where fresh flavors are in full bloom. We're talking Rieslings and Rain Boots, Bubbly and Brunch, Pinot on the porch, anyone? No matter what's on your table, we have the wine and the savings to go with your menu. Sauvignon Blanc plays nicely with smoked salmon. Bacon practically begs for Chardonnay. And which rosé are you feeling today? We surely have a shade to match. Brighten up your glass with fresh cocktails. Rosé Prosecco makes for a beautiful twist on a mojito. Or mix up your sangria with a spritz of berry seltzer. With over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers to choose from, you can expect the unexpected. Always at the best prices in town with the best service in America. What'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. All right, so I have one instruction for all of you, and I hope that you will follow it. Here's the instruction. Stop what you're doing. 
Stop doing everything that you've been doing as far as wine is concerned. It is time to reboot. It's time to change gears. It's time to do exciting things. And when it comes to excitement, there is nobody that deserves the title of Mr. Excitement more than Christopher Sawyer, the sommelier to the stars. Right now I'm talking to him in his wine cellar. And it's a real cellar and it's got some real cool wines in it. And I've been there and done that and I want to do it again. Christopher, we were talking about wines that we should be drinking and things that we should be exploring that probably aren't on our radar. Is there anything else that you want to throw out there in terms of wines and recommendations? You were talking up Rieslings really big, and I do want to say about Rieslings, a lot of people have the idea that all Rieslings are sweet, and that's probably because you go to the market and you buy a very nice wine that's very inexpensive, but it's a great quality wine, Chateau Saint-Michel. They make just beautiful Rieslings up in the Pacific Northwest, but they also make dry Rieslings, but they're kind of known for those little semi-sweets, and so remember, Riesling can be bone dry. So what else, Chris? You know, go up to the Sierra foothills and get on the bandwagon with the Barberas. Barbera is an Italian variety, but for the red wines, it, it can make an amazing style of wine. You can have all sorts of pasta dishes and sandwiches and everything from there for sure. And that's also a very good area for Zinfandel, which is one of our great cherished grapes of California. If you go to the Sierra Foothills, you got to get into those two grape varieties as far as the reds. Okay, so I want to throw a couple of other things into the mix here. There is one varietal that doesn't get nearly enough attention. This is a wine that I absolutely, positively just love, and I don't see too much of it around, but it is a wine called Tanat, and I love it. To be or to not to be. Or not to not, I've got a headache. (laughs) But it's a red wine. It's very robust. It's not a wimpy wine for sure, but I'm going to tell you, if it's made right, it will change your life and you'll go, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be drinking so much Cabernet. Maybe I don't need to be drinking Merlot or Barbera or anything else. When you find a great Tanat, you're going to be addicted to it. Absolutely. So you know where I first tasted Tanat was at uh, Tablas Creek Winery. And since then, I have really learned a lot about Tanat. I've written a few stories on it. I have been to Uruguay, and Uruguay is basically where it went after it was actually one of the grapes in the Bordeaux region, and it came out of there and went around the Cape, and in this case, it stayed on the same side of the Cape for the Atlantic, and it really is the grape of Uruguay, and it came up to the area of Texas, of all places. Yes. So if people are traveling to Texas and you want to go to the kind of the high plains there, that is where you will find Tanat, and the most Tanat grown in the United States is in that Texas area. So yeah, definitely a wine that you want to seek out. It's really, really delicious. Another place that I want to point people to, because I'm actually really intrigued by how much of their wine is making it to the U.S., And it's not like it should be a surprise, but it's just that the wines that are coming here, oh my gosh, I have tasted some just remarkable, remarkable wines from Portugal. And Portugal's where the bargains are right now, gang. Here's the funny thing about Portuguese wines. If you buy wines from Portugal that are made with indigenous grapes, grapes from Portugal that are not grapes you're going to be familiar with, but there are several of them, they blend them a lot. And these wines are going to taste very much like what you're comfortable with in America, especially the reds. They're just going to be very familiar to you. But no, it's not Cabernet in there. It's not 
Merlot in there. It's not Malbec in there. And I just love these wines and they are really ridiculously low priced. The quality is astounding. Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right on right there. The price gives you a lot to explore. <laughs> Let's yeah. just put it that way. You can have fun with these wines from Portugal. I've been there many times, and it is one of my favorite countries in the world. It's a small, small country, but think about this, everyone. Actually, Portugal, even though it is tiny in comparison to a lot of other countries, it's about number three, I think, as far as the varieties that are grown in that country. Yeah. It goes Italy, France, and then Portugal. Of all places, a very small country, but they bring it. And it's not just about port there. I mean, that's what we get here in the United States. But now it's all the still wines that you get, and they are so yummy. Yeah. I, I love them. And you said Vino Verde in our conversation before, and I love that for a white wine. And if you really get into it, it's the kind of the equivalent from Spain in Albareño, which is another great grape. Albareño, the equivalent would be like Vino Verde. Verde in Portugal, and they are just one river apart from each other. They're right next to each other. And the fact is seafood. Seafood with those grapes and the wines made out of them is brilliant. By the way, I misspoke when I was talking about Vino Verde earlier. I think I said Spain, but I meant to say Portugal. But regardless, the thing about Portugal is that they're really doing a fabulous job getting their wines into the U.S. now. The price points are kind of similar to what we have seen for a while from South America, where you get these great Absolutely. bargains with grapes like Malbec for a fraction of what it would cost for a sort of similar kind of wine. And I really believe that Portugal is where the value is right now. And they know wine there. They're very fastidious. They don't put junk out. They just don't. And you're going to be very satisfied with what you get there. So that's an important one. I also wanted to mention that there are some other wines, and one in particular in the white wine category that some people are familiar with, but most people aren't, and that's Gruner Veltliner, a wine that is really, really versatile. Yeah, it comes from Austria and has a lot of the characteristics of Riesling to some extent, but it has a little bit more body to it. And I have been there, and I think that when you really get into Austrian wines, I mean, that's the number one wine I think that really sets them apart. And, you know, the aromatics, once again, we were talking about aromatics earlier in this show. Oh, my God, you just want to jump into this glass because it's so pretty. We do have a little bit grown here in Sonoma County and a little bit in Napa Valley, but get the imports and you'll fall in love with it. Oh, by the way, if you can find it, there's a winery that's here on the Central Coast in the Santa Rita Hills called Fiddlesticks, and they make oh, yeah. a brilliant California version. So you want to try that. But we got to kind of move on to the next subject, Christopher. But the whole point is right now, there are literally tens of thousands of varietals of wines that exist. And we have been very set in our ways for the most part up until about 15, 20 years ago. Then we started branching out. But right now, this is the golden age of variety. And so many wines that haven't been sh showing up before here in the U.S. are here now. And we're growing some really yeah. cool stuff. And if you ever wanted to experiment and you want to shake off this whole COVID thing and really treat yourself, yeah. just go buy something that you don't recognize. 
right? Yeah, I think you're totally right on there. You know, my show that I do on my website, the Sawyersom.com, is called The Varietal Show. Go figure. I have gotten so into so many different varieties. Um, you know, we were talking about Riesling. I did a great show recently with my friends from Storm Cellar, which is located in the West Elk region of Colorado, and they are making amazing Riesling there. You know, try something different. Yeah, it's out there, and as I said, it's the golden age of variety right now, so do it and set yourself free you know there's a lot of wine on the market there's excess wine for the most part and so these great great wines are selling for for cheap cheap and they're great anyway uh, christopher we got to take a little break here right now we're going to come back and then we're going to send you on a trip because you deserve a break today and i know just where the action is and i know chris knows where the action is so that next on grape encounters Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. Fling into spring at Total Wine & More, where fresh flavors are in full bloom. We're talking Rieslings and Rain Boots, Bubbly and Brunch. Pinot on the porch, anyone? No matter what's on your table, we have the wine and the savings to go with your menu. 
Sauvignon Blanc plays nicely with smoked salmon. Bacon practically begs for Chardonnay. And which rosé are you feeling today? We surely have a shade to match. Brighten up your glass with fresh cocktails. Rosé Prosecco makes for a beautiful twist on a mojito. Or mix up your sangria with a spritz of berry seltzer. With over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers to choose from, you can expect the unexpected. Always at the best prices in town with the best service in America. What'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. I know for sure that if I can talk him into it, my next trip is going to be with the sommelier to the stars, Christopher Sawyer, because this guy has traveled the world a lot and he knows the places to go. And Christopher, I want to take this last segment and I want to talk about places where our listeners should think about going. And this is really about breaking out of the mold to take nothing away from Bordeaux or Champagne or, you know, any place in Spain or Italy. There are just some amazing places that you should consider this year. And especially if you're a little low on cash. A lot of us lost a lot of our resources in the COVID thing. And so there are places you can go where you will be treated like a king or a queen and you will spend next to nothing. And I want to point you in that direction. Christopher, you got anything on your calendar or at least on your wish list that you think is a must do for the upcoming months? Yeah, I think the Sierra Foothills for me is a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of great wines being made up there. Nevada City, even a little bit higher than really? El Dorado, Amador, and Calaveras counties. Those are all great areas. But you go up to that kind of area up there in Nevada City, and you'd be surprised that there's some really great gold medal winning wines coming out of that area. And it's under the radar. But I would also say that going a little bit further past us and going to Mendocino County is really something. Anderson Valley and those kinds of areas, amazing wines. All right, well, let's go a little bit further. A place that is making outrageously good wines right now and really have put themselves firmly on the wine stage is Virginia. Great wines that that are coming out of Virginia, and it's just going to get better and better. It's one of the oldest states in the Union. They've been making wine there long before California thought about making wine. I shouldn't say that because there was wine being made for religious purposes here quite a long time ago, but I'm talking about commercial winemaking, New York and Virginia. By the way, everybody knows that I'm a huge fan of the Finger Lakes, and there's some very tasty stuff up there. In North America in general, though, I would say think about Canada. Think about going up above the Niagara region, have some of those amazing ice wines up there. They're just so delicious. Think about the Okanagan Valley. Cabernet Franc from Okanagan is very good. A lot of people don't understand that Cabernet Franc actually works up there. If you look at the globe from Loire Valley, which is one of the great areas of the world that is still unsung, but all the Parisians go there every year. You know, Cabernet Franc is real. A couple of other places in the U.S. that need your attention and, again, 
again, it's going to be much less expensive to go here than other places that you might have typically chosen. Gosh, check out the wines in Idaho. They're making stunning wines. They're making incredible wines in Arizona. And in both cases, beautiful places that you would go to. Missouri. Oh my gosh. The wine country there is so pretty. And there's a lot of wine being made in Missouri. And then I want to mention just one or two other places on this continent. Baja, California. Is, Believe it or not, it's coming up, you guys. It's, have, it's some good stuff down there. Have you, have you been down there, Chris? I haven't been down there, but we've tasted the wines. And actually, in the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, the biggest domestic competition in the United States that we just judged, uh, we actually do now allow in Canada and Baja wines. So we can, good. we're Northern Hemisphere now. Good. Well, we only have like literally about three minutes left, but let's leave the continent and talk yep. about some other places. And, and again, you know, yeah, I know that our first instincts are to go to France, to go to Italy, to go to Spain, but I want to for sure suggest a few places like Croatia. I yeah. mean, you talk about stunningly delicious wines. And if you love Zinfandel, that's where it was actually born there. And a lot of people yeah. don't know that. And the other thing about Croatia that a lot of people don't know, some of the greatest oysters, the Dalmatian area there is an amazing area. And I've got great friends and they go there expressly for the oysters. I had no idea. So that's another reason to go there. I went to bicycling in Croatia. I did bicycling wine tasting. And the countryside yeah. is so beautiful, very inexpensive to visit. But now I'm going to give you a couple of places that are must-go-to places that will cost you literally pennies on the dollar. And first on my list is Georgia in Eastern Europe. Have you been there? I have not been there, but I've had wines from Georgia, and they are very interesting. Georgia has a very old tradition of making wines there for sure and then same region basically moldova and i'm going to tell you yes. this is such a unique place they have literally i added it up one day and it's like i think it's like 470 miles of underground caves they have the yep. largest chain of wine caves in the world. You can drive cars in there, and it has a grid just like a city's streets, and it's just nothing but wine. And in Moldova, everybody has a wine cellar. It's like having a bathroom there, and the wines are absolutely delicious. And in the case of both of those places, these delicious, amazing, incredibly ancient wines, they don't make it to the U.S. They drink it all. Yeah, What's with that, huh? <laughs> well it's like switzerland we fell in love with these swiss wines in in san francisco one time and we said well how do we get this and they're like oh well you know the old man stands up and he says well uh we drink it all but you know oh geez. yeah gotta, i'm sorry we gotta wrap it up but i do want to say if you go to georgia or moldova they will treat you with so much reverence and respect it'll blow your mind and if you want to stay at a nice hotel there, get this. You might be talking $15 a night. Food for just a couple of dollars yeah. there. You know, so it's like you get the best of everything. You get treated like a god or a goddess. You get to eat amazing food for practically nothing. And I mean, that's just how it is. Go check that out. All right, Christopher <laughs> Sawyer, the sommelier to the stars. You have a wonderful podcast. Yeah, you can find all my information on sawyersom.com. And then uh, also a great uh, movie that's coming out, The Perfect Vintage. I am in that movie. Oh, and, and awesome. Look it up online. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll talk more about that later. That's going to do it, though, for Grape Encounters today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll talk to the rest you of bet. you next week. Same time, same channel. 
not the same wine. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter.